As with so many famous Bible phrases, this one has evolved from its biblical origins. Uh, here's how the phrase began in Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 6. The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. Uh, we now abbreviate, uh, we abbreviate that whole idea to the lion shall lie down with the lamb. Uh, but however it's phrased, what could sound more unnatural than a wolf or a lion lying down with a lamb? It seems utterly ridiculous, and the idea has drawn mockery from many quarters. Uh, Martin Amos, the author, has expressed his cynicism like this. He says, only in art will the lion lie down with the lamb. Uh, if we're realistic, says Amos, we'll forget this childish nonsense about lions lying down with lambs. That's, that's fine for the picture books, but it's not real. D.H. Lawrence was similarly cynical when he said, No absolute is going to make the lion lie down with the lamb unless the lamb is inside. Uh, we can only imagine the lion eating the lamb, lying down with the lamb inside its, its belly. Um, a lion simply lying down with a lamb is inconceivable to us. Uh, Woody Allen uh, put it brilliantly when he said, The lion will, di will lie down with the lamb but the lamb won't get much sleep. Uh, it, it just seems so bizarre, doesn't it? We, we think of nature as red in tooth and claw, and we think, could it ever be tamed? Could there ever be such a cosmic reversal? And Isaiah says, yes. Something is coming that will turn swords into plowshares, darkness into light, and killers into bunkmates. Uh, what is it? What's coming? Well, he points to it in this verse by saying, a little child will lead them. A little child will lead them. The coming child is the answer. From chapter 7, he is Emmanuel, born of a virgin. From chapter 9, he is the son given to us. And here in Isaiah 11, he's referred to as the little child who will rule creation and turn it right side up. Verse 1 describes him as a, a shoot a shoot coming from the stump of Jesse. Jesse was David's father, so he will be in the royal line of David. And verse 2 of Isaiah 11 describes him as spirit-filled. Verses 3 to 5 speak of his righteousness in ruling. When the true king reigns in righteousness, the world is set to rights. And that's true even physically. You see, the false king, Adam, had brought both physical and spiritual death when he rebelled. And so therefore, the true king, Christ, he will bring about both spiritual and physical redemption. There will be a day when actual wolves and actual lambs graze together contentedly, when seals will swim happily with great white sharks, when children will play with crocodiles. The believer in Christ has a physical hope, death defeated, Wars vanquished, disease abolished, nature itself brought to peace and prosperity. Lions lying down with lambs. Let me finish by reading from Isaiah chapter 25 and verse 6. Here is the future which Christ is bringing in. On this, on this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. 
On this mountain he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all people, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day they will say, Surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. 